Thank you for listening to Hump Day Brunch Podcast. We hope this podcast helps you grow and bring out the best version of you. Happy listening. Don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Ciao. Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Vida, and thank you for joining us. This is our first episode. Uh, it's called Hump Day Brunch Podcast. I'm so excited. And I have my friend here, Loca. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, girl? Spitching and stitching. <laughs> Okay, so let's get this started. How do you feel about, you know, starting this um, podcast with me? Uh, pretty good. I'm nervous because, yeah, but usually I'm very comfortable talking to you just about anything. So I'm sure the nerves will go away quite soon. I hope so, because it's going to get kind of crazy. You know, like I mentioned in my intro, it's pretty much going to be a free forum you know feel free to discuss whatever you want unfiltered raw and to let everyone know a lot of this curse word yes so please <laughs> do not let your children listen to this podcast because it's gonna get pretty you know pretty intense on time so just kind of little little a little warning uh ahead of time mm-hmm. So let's get this started. So I guess the concept of this podcast is pretty much to, you know, when you meet up with friends, you, you know, you talk about everything because you feel comfortable with the person. So as my friend, Loka, tell me, what, are, what, are, what have been some of your thoughts and, and things about what's been going on in the world or, or, or with you personally? So basically just something we actually had a chat over the other day then you know dating (laughs) (laughs) difficult apps in person (laughs) understand it um I don't know maybe it's just me but I am having a hard time dating in today's date and age I feel like it was easier way back when way back like how back do you want to (laughs) go Let's just say late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, my God. You just went way back. back. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, even early 2010s, I mean, you know, it's just, ugh. This, okay, honestly, my big beef is with this online dating, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Please share. All these people, all are, every single dude on there is different which kind of defeats the purpose because they're all unique. If they're all unique, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, okay. I agree with you. I've been also struggling, um, you know, with all these dating apps that are available, you would think, wow, you know, I have so many options, so many people that, you know, all these people sign up, you know, looking for the same thing we're looking for, right? Some companionship, yeah. friendship, you know, some people just want, you know, friends with benefits. Yeah, friends with benefits. So, but yeah. at least for us, at least, I feel that I, I'm at 
that age now where I'm looking to find someone a little bit more serious and it's harder now to kind of meet people organically um, just because you know, everyone's so, I don't know, either they're very dedicated to their jobs and they don't have any other time to, you know, to socialize and, and, and meet people or they're just too focused on, you know, on social media and, and being very active there but not really interacting with other people. I don't know. I just feel like that personal touch has been lost because I've been trying for some time now. I won't say how long, but I've been trying for some time (laughs) to meet somebody through these apps. And I just find it so difficult because honestly, how the hell do you actually gauge? I mean, I had a friend who did it and just dated a different guy every week to meet them and get to know them because again it is difficult to really gauge a person via text message you know so yeah it's difficult and, and okay talking about texting and on dating apps what the hell you know it seems like the, the etiquette for dating online seems to be a constant change it's like one moment is is that you you message people on the online dating apps and then you kind of go back and forth on the app and then you kind of you know progress to oh you know what this exchange numbers and then text and then maybe talk on the phone and then maybe go on then you know the next step the final step would be to actually set up a date at least that's been my impression in the past years but now it seems like people are just like hey message you this together this hook up and that's it it seems you know what that's what feels natural to me for you to get to know somebody see if you can hold a conversation via text message then you know maybe via phone you know and if you still get along via phone then maybe meet up but now yeah you're right you get a message saying so hey how you doing you look pretty nice smile or some kind of stupid generic compliment and then it's like so when can we meet up exactly Dude, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like everything's so rushed now. It's so rushed. Like, um, it's like this. They don't have time, or they don't want. Okay, one thing that kind of gets kind of like my pet peeve with online online dating is okay, you taking your time to put together this really nice profile of yourself. You know, briefly describing of what you're looking for and the type of person you are, and you know, taking the time to upload pictures, and then they have the freaking nerve to tell you, um, mind you, I have like maybe three or four pictures of myself, and this would be like a close up of my face with and without makeup, a picture of me being active, you know, kind of like to give you a, a general description of myself physically. But also I took a, I took time to write a profile for this person to read. And then just to test them, I was just curious, added a little question towards the end of my description oh, yeah. to see if they actually read my profile or they're just, you know, they were just kind of going through pictures and, and that's it and, and kind of going by that. And I realized a lot of these, a lot of these people don't even bother with reading the description or profile and then just straight go to your pictures see if they like you if they're attracted to you and then message you and then don't even mention that they read your profile and I'm like uh yeah that's how I know 
you didn't really read my profile because obviously you don't you didn't answer my question (laughs) (laughs) that that I purposely put in there to see if you read and then you know I've had a couple that actually did read it and then did answer so like okay if you you know if you that kind of tells me you were paying attention so then I would reply to you even though let's say I looked at their profile and I felt like you know what I read their profile and you know they seem kind of interesting but I physically I wasn't attracted to them but because they read my profile and actually answered my question I was like you know what I'm gonna answer and let them know, yeah. you know, that, you know, thank you for taking the time to read my profile, but blah, 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 whatever, let them down easy. But, you know, I, I know. They don't it, like that. <laughs> it's like they don't. Yeah, because I'll, I'll tell you. So I'm just saying, so this one bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about this. This one bitch. So this bitch, okay. He sends me this, hey, cutie. So I said, you know, I read his profile. He seemed nice. I was like, oh, you seem kind of nice, even though you didn't read my profile, obviously, because I had one of the questions in there, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, and then he says, hi, obviously not reading my, my profile. Then he messages me, oh, you seem like you like to fight. And I'm all like, okay. <laughs> so what am I supposed to answer to that? So what do I answer? I answer... Um, oh my gosh, how did I phrase it? I phrased it very, I was, I was in a good mood that day. So I wasn't my normal <laughs> abrupt self. And I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. You, you, you interpreted it that way, you know? So I'm figuring he's saying, you seem like you like to fight. And in his personal profile said he doesn't like drama. So I told them, you know, Hey, good luck. Happy fishing. All right. Not to mention any names of, you know, websites, but there we go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, this, this this fool right he messages me again and says and again i don't know how to take this because it's via message he puts i'm not done with you i was like what yeah so i'm all like oh my god so what do i put and again i was in a good mood that day so i write as succinctly as i could you know hey you wrote that you like to be honest i like to be honest as well I don't like to waste people's time and I don't like my time wasted. Your reaction to my profile indicates to me that you really don't like people with strong personalities, which I happen to have. So again, I wish you all the luck in the world. Good luck fishing. And what I get back was bitter woman grow up. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't understand what I did wrong. So I go back and I try to Snapchat it, uh, not Snapchat it, you know, take a picture of it. Screenshot. Uh, screenshot. Show people. Yeah, screenshot. Thank you. And I find out that I've been blocked. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even know what the hell I did wrong. Wow. So, so my takeaway from that is that people don't like to be told what they're asking you to be, which is, you know, they don't like the honesty that they're asking for. Oh. They want you to play some kind of game, and I don't have time for that. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes. We, in- us as women, we encounter a lot of immaturity um, from these guys. You know, they are quick to send these crazy messages, or like yourself, um, this guy, the messages he sent. It wasn't expecting you to actually reply the way you did. 
So he felt like maybe, wow, okay. Um, he just got very defensive, extremely defensive. Yeah. And I've had people tell me, and uh, honestly, they've been, hey, you know what? I'm just looking for a random fuck of the day, you know? And I tell them, you know what? I thank you so much. And I actually write this out. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate your honesty. That's not what I'm looking for at the moment, but I'll keep you in mind in case I ever do look for it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, you know, I appreciate that honesty. And and, and you know what? And we're not the only women that experience this, you know, and this is a frustrating thing to deal with doesn't matter what online online dating site you use or app it seems like you have these type of guys or girls you know that encounter these type of people so i want to ask our listeners to email us their crazy stories right and Loca, what is our email address if they want to share some stories? Our email is humpdaybrunch at gmail.com. Yes. So, again, it's humpdaybrunch at gmail.com. So, if you want to share with us your stories of at least some crazy, funny stories of your Which I would love to read, by the way, because I don't want to feel like I'm the only one getting these crazy people online. (laughs) (laughs) same same here you know and then of course we'll definitely reply to everyone and then if we get some really interesting and funny stories we'll definitely share you know of course with permission um or if you want to stay anonymous we'll share those stories with others here on our podcast and see if there's others that can relate to it so feel free to email us please you know uh comment and also um, rate us. Um, we are, our podcast at least should be on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and there's several more um, podcast um, applications. Well, probably Castbox too, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, feel free to, you know, subscribe there and please share with your friends and wait, yes, friends and family. Um, And remember, you know, some of these uh, talks might be a little uh, too much for kids. So, you know, let's keep it, um, you know, 18 over, please. Um, Just because we don't want, you know, kids to be, you know, listening to some some conversation that might not be something that, you know, might be difficult for a parent to explain to a child why. Well, definitely covering sex and other things, possibly, I assume, covering all kinds of other things like, you know, not only dating life, um, but just different things, possibly depression, maybe some grief and loss, and also some funnier stuff like what the hell is up with, you know, the hell, number 45, Trump. Oh, <laughs> yes. What's wrong with Apple? <laughs> yes we could we could have a whole episode about our um Pudas, mr president um um i was so close Girl, to say we could have a whole series on him <laughs> yes i was about to say mr putas but um i don't know if we have listeners that speak spanish but uh <laughs> so, maybe we should take this point too kind of explain a little bit about who you are and who I am 
Yes. Okay. So, Loka, do you want to start? Since I, you know, kind of, kind of started with, uh, with me in the yes, beginning. Yes, you did. Yes. So go ahead. So I am a single mom of a beautiful baby boy. Only had one. Um, another one of the topics that I would like to cover at some point is the fact that I never wanted children to begin with. He was a surprise, but I am very happily in love with my child. But I also work and I go to school and, you know, eventually we're going to talk about some of the trials and tribulations of just number one, being single and um, working and trying to find a significant other partner, you know, some, someone, you know, a partner in crime is what I like to call it. Um, Also, you know, dealing with other things, for example, having children, I'm a Hispanic woman in my mid 30s higher mid 30s i won't say how old i am <laughs> yes just keep that a secret <laughs> let's yes definitely <laughs> just give them an age I'm, range <laughs> i'm in my mid 30s and i knit <laughs> which is why i said bitching and stitching <laughs> but um yeah so you know that's just a little bit of who i am and you know it's a very involved schedule and you know i have to make time for people that i want to see and i very much appreciate that so if you're making a time to listen to us I greatly appreciate that yes and I appreciate you for you know actually wanting to to you know be my co-host here um on this podcast because honestly when I you know came up with this crazy idea starting this podcast I thought this is insane am I really gonna do this and how am I gonna do this and who's crazy enough to do this with me? And fortunately, I have my friend Loka here who just um, was so down and so excited about this that I was like, you know what? I'm lucky that I am surrounded by very supportive and caring and very open-minded individuals, my friends, my family um, so far, I've had, a, you know, positive, very fo- a positive feedback from them saying, you know what, you should do it. How exciting, you know, it's, it, I'm sure you're going to have fun and, and it's going to be, you know, people are going to enjoy it, you know, because it's something different. It's not something that you hear and see every day. And, and go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and like you mentioned, none of this is scripted. <laughs> exactly. So. Just a little bit about myself. Um, I go by Vida. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you... If, She's my Vida to my loca. Yes, <laughs> yes. And um, I'm in my late 30s, Latina. Um, and I have an interesting background. I, I don't have children. And that's very... I'm a, a unicorn in my community. <laughs> Most definitely. I, Don't you accidentally get pregnant like me? Oh, no, no. Yeah, so I am a unicorn in my community, my family, because, um, you know, typically in a Latino, in the Latino community, you know, if you are 25 and don't have a kid, then something's wrong with you, you know? Oh, so. Yeah. I definitely want to break that stereotype. I think my priority in life is to have a career, be happy, and you know what? 
life is short and at least for me, I'm not speaking for anyone else, but for me, I think to be a parent, it takes a special person. And um, I don't think I'm ready to be a mom. And I have many opportunities, but I think for me at least, it's something that I admire other people that are parents, like my sister, like you, and I have other friends who have kids too that I'm like, wow, blown away by... Well, I'll just tell you as a personal experience, I was 26 when I had mine. And I still think I was, at this point in my life, I think I was too damn young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, what, what, what were you doing when you were 25? You know, like... Me, I could tell you what I was doing. I could tell you what I was, no, tell me what, what, okay. What were you doing? Like, you know, if you look back, like the things that you were doing, the things that you were going through, you know, I don't know. I think in my twenties, my early twenties, family never crossed my mind. Never. No. I was too busy trying to, you know, go to school full-time, um, work full-time. I had no time to think about having babies, getting married, you know, having that pressure that other people were having, uh, at least other friends of mine that were, you know, their friend was like, well, you know, once you're done with college, you need to get married and start popping those babies because exactly. who's going to take care of you when you're older? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not going to, that's not going to be my kid's responsibility to take care of me when I'm older. I already did my job. I think yeah. as I, okay. I, I'm speaking for myself, people. I'm not speaking for anyone else. This is the way I thought. Okay. And this is the way I think is that, you know, at least for me, if I had kids, I wouldn't want to burden them with the responsibility of taking care of me. You know, obviously if they want to, you know, and, and, you know, and there's something that they want to do because they love me, but it's not an obligation of theirs to take care of their mother. And I hope that if one day I do have kids that I at least planned ahead of time, how I want to live my life when I retire, you know, definitely don't want to depend on anyone, but you never know things happen, you know, and we are out of our control. But I definitely yes. wouldn't want to burden anyone with the responsibility of taking care of me when I'm older or feeling like that's that's something that I need to do because that's what kids are supposed to, I guess. That's their, their job, you know, as kids to take care of their parents when well, they're older. At least within our culture. I mean, if you look at mainstream in America, like most people just put them in homes and convalescence and stuff, you know? Yes. So, you know... I ain't going to lie. I'd be disappointed if my kid don't want to take care of me, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I also don't want him to feel obligated either. Mm -hmm. Because if I feel that he feels obligated, then I'm going to be like, you know what? Screw that. I don't need you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I ain't going to lie. I feel a little bit hurt if he doesn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I think, but okay, this, again, this is my opinion. If you, if if you raise, if you, you know, if you raise your child to be loving, caring, obviously a child that loves their parent would be there for their parent, not because of obligation is because they love you. Yeah, exactly. It's something that is going to come out of them, out of love for you 
as a parent that took care of them and, you know, provided for them, loved them. So I think it's something that, you know, maybe would be reciprocated, you know, when you're older, but obviously it's not something that should be, you know, expected. Um, definitely not. You know, but, you know, I, you know, that's at least my, that's my opinion. But anyways, I kind of went out a little off track, but in my no early twenties, in my early twenties, I was not thinking about that. I was too busy partying, living life, having fun. Um, just really, re- I was really self-centered, you know, I was really about me, me, me. What are my needs? My needs all about me. Um, and now it honestly, to be, to be honest with you, it wasn't until it was maybe my late twenties that I realized, you know what, I need to start really paying attention to what my goals are and what I want out of life. When did you, when did you feel that, 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 that urge that, you know what, I need to do more with my life. Okay. So my story is a little different in that um, when I was younger, I honestly, had that drilled in my head that I would graduate high school, get married to my high school sweetheart, and I would have, a, I don't know, like 10, 11 kids or something like that. And then, yeah, I was crazy. I was wrong. But then um, something that would probably be discussed at a later date happened in my life and where it made me realize that I have nothing to provide for myself in case, you know, seeing all these women by my side ants, you know that are being beaten and they have no recourse but to stay there because they have no financial means and cannot raise their three point I don't know how many kids plus their dogs and the, keep a house with the education that they have so at this point and when I'm 15 I finally decide you know what I don't ever want anybody to be able to tell me that I'm that you know I need them <laughs> So at this point, I started actually paying attention and I went from a D and C student to an A and B student. And um, yeah, it just pretty much went like that and, you know, got into relationships, out of relationships. When I finally realized that I needed to take um, my decisions a little bit more seriously was honestly when I got pregnant. The moment Mm. I found out. Because before that, yes, I'd been in a relationship. I lived with people. And it was more of one of those, um, how you say, uh, you know, you live with someone, but yet you're going out with your friends and coming home drunk. (laughs) Something's obviously not right. (laughs) Yes, okay. Yeah, so, you know, um, when this is happening and this is my life, and, you know, like I said, like you, you were mentioning earlier, you know, Hispanic, you're, I was 25, people were pressuring me, boyfriend was pressuring me, um, you know, when are you going to have kids, when are you going to get married? And I definitely said, I don't want to get married. It just seems like too much work to me. But that's another topic entirely. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. As is the decision to have children in which I had said, okay, I'll give it a shot for a year. And um, which is funny because my son totally knows the story, but um, I said, I'll give it a shot for a year. But what my significant other at the time didn't know was that I had the shot. Um, so it was technically only six months that I was trying. 
So even though he didn't know that, <laughs> but that was the thing, you know, uh-huh. so my year comes up, my year is over and I'm sitting at my friend's house drinking because again, I was a drinker and um, I just happened to casually mention, you know, because they, you know, girls drinking, what do we talk about? Everything, right? Yep. Talking about the periods. So I say, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm a couple weeks late. And my two friends at the time jump up. We need to get you a birth. Uh, uh, what are they called? A pregnancy test. test. Pregnancy test. Thank you. I was going to call it a birth control test. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they jump up. They go get me one. And it turns out I'm pregnant. And that moment, all I wanted to do was to finish my drink. <laughs> Which I could not do. Because my friends took it right away from me and they were right to do so, but I could not imagine myself as a mother. And that moment right there was the moment that I realized that I really needed to get my shit together and be serious. Like you said, you know, hey, really start working towards what you need to get done. And, and you know what? The, the, the crazy thing is when we met, when we met each other, the almost el- a little bit over 11 years ago, right? Um, yeah. yeah, it was over 11 years ago, definitely. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I still see you the, the same. I guess, for me, you haven't really changed. But now the only difference is you have, a, obviously, a child. Yeah. But personality-wise, it's like, I still see you the same the way you act, the way you behave around people and that sort of thing. Obviously, you do have your serious side. Um, yes. But to me, I feel like all these years that have passed, to me, I don't feel like, yeah, yes, I see you as a mother, but yet at the same time, I see you as that friend that I met 11, 12 years ago as the same person. Well, thank you. So- I tried to be me. <laughs> awesome you know you're great and you know you're those very few friends that are truly I don't even like very genuine you know you know it's hard to find friends that are genuine and for these many years you know like people you know what do they say that every seven years people change and um, they go like that, yeah. oh, some, some kind of you know people go through this internal change where they like everything changes even the way they are around people and a little yeah bit. that you're I think it was like seven to ten years you're like a totally different person or something like that right yes and so we're totally past that yeah so <laughs> to me I don't feel like you've changed really that much you know so let me ask you have you noticed any changes in me like since you've met me like that long yes but you not have- in a negative way oh okay Please when share. i first <laughs> met you you were well obviously because we didn't know each other you were more quiet uh-huh. uh but you know i've noticed that you've come into your own you're a little bit more sure about who you are as a person you're more comfortable with yourself because at one point and i'm sorry for saying this but um you were not very in control as of who you were. And I, I guess in control is not the word I want to use. Is that you were just kind of rolling along, you know? Uh-huh. And then at one point, I don't know what it was, honestly, but at one point something happened and where 
you said, you know what, I need to get my shit straight. And you, you know, you got yourself out of your house, you got yourself a better job, you started working on yourself, you know, you, you needed to get healthier, and you did that, you know, and I've seen you continuing with all of that. And that's something that I truly admire, because it's something that I feel I have a difficult time doing It's just kind of getting control of everything the way you do because um although I have been described as a control freak I you know most of the time I'm going moment to moment or day to day whereas I can see you planning you know and you're um you know you're a planner (laughs) and I saw that changing you where you were just kind of more of a okay you know but it wasn't, like I said, a negative that you were a negative or anything negative. It was more of a that something like a switch came on in you and all of a sudden you were worried about your own personal health, which, which, which we all should be, you know, and you were worried and making it better and making your life better and making yourself happy. And that right there, making yourself happy is the key word. Yes. That finally, at one point I saw you and you said, you know what, I'm going to make me happy. And whatever that takes, that's what I'm going to do. And I see you working towards that. And that, that is a change because I didn't see that at you at first. You know what? And it's, I, 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 I do, I do look back and I do remember how I was before, how I was afraid to, to change because I didn't know what kind of person I would turn into. You know, I was, I wasn't sure if I was going to be a person that I would be happy with, you know, um, but I think for me, it took, it's, it just, it, it was kind of like baby steps for me, you know, changing one aspect of my life that I wasn't happy with that I kind of wanted to change. And then once I realized I could change that part of my life, I felt like, okay, if I could change this part of my life, then I could definitely gradually work myself to changing other things about my life that I wasn't happy with. But everyone's, dif- you know, everyone's different. Everyone deals with, with change or, or applies change to their lives, depending on, 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 on them, you know, what fits that their, their life. And, you know, for others, you know, when I started making those changes, some people didn't like it, you know, some people, you know, for I'll, I'll, I'll talk about one example. For example, at that time, I don't think I was happy with um, my weight. So yes, that that was the initial change. I just didn't want to mention it because I didn't know how comfortable you were with me mentioning it. Yeah, so I wasn't happy with my weight. And so I real I know I've always been a, a fit person. I've always been a very active person. And I and I went through a period of my and that time I had recently broken up with someone who was not good for me. So it took me a while to I was still kind of like, you know, I was dealing with a lot of uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, internal stuff where I was in as this person kept on putting me down made me feel like I was worthless and so I felt that way so I let go of myself and so that included eating bad you know you know not take care of myself physically and mentally so I saw that I knew that I wasn't healthy and I wasn't happy so I thought you know what once I changed this part of my life and then I started losing weight people started you know asking me like wow okay you did this so like out of out of nowhere you just kind of you just you know you said it I'm gonna do this and I did it and I started losing weight and then people were saying are you sick 
are you depressed? And I'm like, no, I'm actually, I'm actually happy. You know, I'm feeling better now. And so even my own family thought like, wow, okay, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Are you sick? Like for them to see me have that dramatic change, but didn't see that I was actually, I was happier now. They didn't see that part of me. They didn't see that as a positive thing. They were too worried about the physical and how extreme it was, but it wasn't that extreme because it took me a while to get to that point. Yeah, I mean, I remember you started with the diet. Well, not the diet, because you really didn't diet. What you did is you changed the way you ate. Yes. And then, you know, slowly, and it was it, it was definitely a slow change because you went from, you know, eating like I do, because I am a big girl, and I will freely admit it, I am happy with my body weight. But, um, you know, you went from being a big girl, you were never as big as me, but <laughs> you, you went from being a bigger person to, you know, smaller and smaller and smaller and the thing is that at first it happened so slowly that when it actually kick-started people it just kind of freaked people out I guess I don't know what it was but to me that initial change it was sparked everything else you started going to get the help you needed reaching out to people exercising you know trying to get yourself a better job everything that it was just that initial change that just kind of kick-started everything else yes and, and I think it's an, I think it's a work in progress because there's something that you don't stop doing, you know, it's like, I still struggle with that, you know, I still struggle with, you know, certain parts of me where I feel like, you know what, I need to kind of tweak this around to get to where I want to, but I'm not putting that much pressure on myself like I used to, you know, before yeah. it was about well, what others thought about me, but now it's about what makes me happy not what makes others happy so um at this time i'm i'm like fuck you excuse my language but (laughs) i'm doing me and me is more important than what you think about me so i'm gonna do what i gotta do i don't care how long it takes if i'm going snail mode then i'm fucking going snail mode because you're comfortable with exactly and you know there's no you know there's no deadline you know I you know sometimes people kind of you know stumble and you know might take three steps back because something happens you know because things could happen things could change or things might get in the way or something happens where you just kind of like you know what I need to maybe stop here and then come back when I'm ready um and I, I think this is what I want this podcast to be about. You know, I want it to be where whoever is on here to feel comfortable and, and hopefully re- could relate to us, you know, because I think people nowadays, they're attacked by social media and what there's expectations of what you're supposed to look like how you're supposed to speak, how you're supposed to look and how to behave. And, and so, you know, you don't see a lot of positive things out there in social media. And, and I think do, but they're fake because you know, they're perfect. Oh, (laughs) don't get me started on that. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes they, according to their Facebook or Instagrams or what's the other one, Snapchat, their life is perfect. Mm-hmm. But you know it's really not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's filtered. 
Yeah, it's filtered. And you know what? Honestly, seeing that kind of content can make some people depressed and that's okay. Yeah. Because you feel like, how do these people have their life perfect and how do I not? You know, that's at least the thought that had gone through my mind at some point or another. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's the thing now with a lot of social media is that people portray what, what they want you to see, but it's not really the real, it's not the real thing, you know? Obviously, you can't be with that person 24-7 to see really how they are. They're always yeah. going to want to portray, portray the all the good things, but never talk about the struggles um, that that person might be going through. Um, and I think um, a lot of kids, that's the thing, you know, they, they idolize a lot of these people. You know, these people that are, you know, trying to, I don't know, I, I to me, I, I, I see as an example of that is like the Kardashians, okay? I don't want any of the listeners, if you're Kardashian fans, to feel like we're attacking them, but I, I will freely attack them because I do not know who they are. <laughs> okay. I live under a rock. No, I'm just playing. I kind of have an idea of who they are. Um, but I, I'm not very savvy because I never kept up with um, stars in media. So that's all you love. Yeah, well, you know, all you hear about is Kim Kardashian and how she became famous famous, and how, I don't know if you know about Kim, how she became famous. Is she the famous. one with the big butt? Yes, but the way uh, she became- I know about a picture with champagne falling on her butt or something like that, but that's the extent of my knowledge about her. Okay, this, this, let's, let's not go into details about the Kardashians. Yeah. The, the That's point a of, lot. It's, that could be an episode on its own, okay? Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I want this podcast to be, you know, something that people could relate to. I want it to be real. I want it to be unfiltered. So um, if anyone out there could relate to us, awesome. You know, feel free to email us and let us know that you like this. Or if there's a, you know, gmail.com. <laughs> exactly. And we also have a Facebook, right? We also have a Facebook. Yes, yes. Also at Hump Day Brunch. You could find us with that email, humpdaybrunch at gmail.com, or just type in Hump Day Brunch and. Um, and also on Twitter. Please yes, follow yes. us on, on Twitter. Uh, and Facebook. And Facebook. And uh, still working on Instagram and possibly Snap. But so far we have Facebook. We have Twitter and we have, um, you know, our, yes. So, you know, feel feel free to subscribe to all those. Please share with your friends and family if you love us. If you think, you know, if you're laughing with us, that's awesome because I think laughter could definitely make a difference in people's health. And, And I think people should laugh more more in their lives because at least for me I remember there was a time when I was so addicted to going to comedy clubs because of the high I would get after you know it's just like the just laughing so hard and and just forgetting about all my worries all the stress that would be the time where I would just kind of let go and I would be at my happiest so I hope you enjoy this podcast and you would join us at our next um, episode. Um, 
since we're barely starting, we're, I was thinking of maybe posting twice a week. But if you like us and you would like to hear more of us, <laughs> please, please email us at humpdaybrunch at gmail.com. And again, my name is Vida. I'm Loka. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, keep listening. And have a good night. Good night.